What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I will be your host. In the modern day world, many humans now believe that the human body is inherently flawed. It is my goal with this podcast to bring you the information to help you with your nutrition and fitness, to help you see what the human body is truly capable of, and to help you win the war within, giving you the ultimate mind muscle experience. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, I have another interview episode, and I, like, look, this one is going to be, all right, I'm going to be 100% honest with everybody, it's a little bit different than normal, okay, because, so, if you haven't noticed yet, I changed the intro, doing a bunch of different things, trying new things out, um, had some suggestions, some criticism on the show, and I take it seriously, I want to put on the best possible show I can, so... We're making some adjustments, so let me know what you think of the new intro. Let me know if you like it, you think it's cool. I like it, but the issue here is I'm biased as fuck. Anyway, today we have a return guest, and I am so excited to share this one, mostly for myself. Um, today, I have Holly McKinnon back on. She is the founder of Small Seed Bar, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I am obsessed I love the company, I love the brand, I love what they stand for, I love the people, I love Holly and her husband, they're awesome humans. So um, I had Holly back on the show and she is currently pregnant with baby number two and as a man who is single and doesn't have children, I have no fucking clue what any of what she's going through is like. So we sat down and talked about it and she talked about her first pregnancy she discussed what she's doing with her fitness right now, with her nutrition right now, how she makes adjustments when she's pregnant. And then we started to talk more and more about like the pregnancy aspect of it and all the things that are that are going on in the human body while she's growing another human inside of her. And it's just, look, the intro, I, I made sure when switching it that it said... Um, it's, I still say that to show you what the human body is truly capable of, because the human body is the greatest piece of machinery we're given to just have an awesome life. And the issue is we just, we don't, we don't realize it. And I, as I'm learning more, I want to bring more awareness around it. And that goes for all of it. Like I, you'll, I don't know if you'll be able to hear my excitement, on today's show but man was I fascinated by everything she's going through right now and what she went through with her first pregnancy with their with their first kid and it's just I, I can't even words can't describe it I was fucking blown away so without any further ado enjoy today's episode guys Holly if you want to if you want to reach out to Holly her social media the company that she runs she owns be, the links for it will be in the show notes, so make sure you guys connect with her, ask her questions, because Lord knows I did. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the My Muscle Experience. Today, we are joined by Holly McKinnon again for round two, Woo. because I am a nerd when it comes to the human body, and 
I'm gonna be honest, I have so many questions about what we're gonna be talking about today. Holly is pregnant with child number two, and she has been, or I'm trying to think of how I should say this properly. I don't know if there's a proper way to say this, but open to talk about it. Oh and yeah, for because sure. Because I wanna know more, this is exciting. So. Pregnancy is cool. Um, what's that? Pregnancy is cool. It, it definitely seems like <laughs> it. Like seriously, it, I'm like so fascinated by this. Um, just a little recap for people who may not have listened to the first episode with you. Holly is the co-founder of, or the only founder, I should say, <laughs> of Small Seed Bar, an amazing plant-based uh, protein bar, snack bar company. You guys should check them out. Um, she's also the co-author of Small Seed Big Appetite. She is a vegan, uh, a mother of soon-to-be two, and I just like throwing this in there because I think it's such an awesome way to phrase you up, a truth seeker. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else I missed about the introduction for no, you? No, I feel like caught everything. Yeah? Awesome. Awesome. Mom, vegan, business owner. Boom. Done. <laughs> short, sweet, Also author. Point. Like, I always forget I wrote the cookbook. But yeah, that too. I think it's like one of the coolest things ever. Like, it's just... It's something I forget about because I feel like I did it once and then like we like still sell it and I do like the recipes and stuff, but like small seed is like every day in my life, like all the time, you know? And then obviously it. opal, it's like in my life all the time and then just vegan is like something I'm passionate about. But you're not talking about the cookbook every all the time. day yeah, exactly. or making recipes every exactly. single day. It's like, oh yeah, like once a week maybe or whatever, but Okay. But yeah. Are you guys have you guys actually thought about doing another cookbook at all? Because like I thought that was a really awesome idea for the the brand itself as as it is yeah we've taught we've like talked about it and my dad really wants to do a second like version too yeah with more recipes so he's a nerd but, in the kitchen right oh yeah he loves it but i'm like oh my god the first one like was a lot to do and last year was like you know super de- like last year we had like much more time so i feel like i had the time to really like dedicate to like creating the recipes and different things like that and then like testing them out and like altering them and different things like that but I feel like we're getting more busy this year and I'm like I don't know if I want to maybe yes part two will come out eventually but it's not it's sure down when. The yeah, yeah. List. it's like <laughs> it'll be a it'll be a minute before it comes out okay I mean it makes sense it yeah makes sense. I mean with all the things you guys have been coming out with in the last year it seems like it's a lot so and baby two is coming this yeah, year. Yeah, so I gotta imagine like... that's a lot. Okay, so let's let's talk about this because like I'm I'm super excited. So like, how far along have you? And and like, what's changed since I had you on last? What was that? Early when, January. Yeah. Early January. So it's been about two months. So like, how far along are you? So now I am 18 weeks, I think. 18 weeks and something days. Okay. I'm really bad. So I feel like when I was pregnant with Opal, I was like so into like keeping track. I was like, this is how big the baby is. I am. 18 weeks and two days and four like I was like super into it it was like my first yeah yeah it was my first and I'm like wait how I think I'm 18 or 19 weeks okay (laughs) the babies do uh August 1st so oh one month and it would have been closer to my birthday Come on, Sage, just help me no, out here. Hold on for a whole month. <laughs> they would not it legally probably wouldn't let be good me do for that. You. Yeah, yeah. I'm extremely selfish, I'll admit it. So wait, what's changed since then? Like, have you since, um, I guess, since you found out about being pregnant? Was that around when you found out when I was here? Last so time? I found out at, actually on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, like, now I'm in my second trimester, and just more like activity as far as like the baby like a couple weeks ago I felt like the baby moved for the first time oh that's awesome we find out the gender of it next week um so I mean things like that have changed and then like but does like does it like 
as soon as you find out you're pregnant, do you have to immediately like switch up your diet, like the whole eating for two thing? Do you have to drink more water? Oh yeah, you're, yeah. You're supplementing so, and yeah. So, um, well, for me personally, like you know, we're like pretty healthy as it is, but right. there's definitely things that I'm like, like I was telling you, like I stopped drinking like Bang and stuff. There's like things that I would like compromise on right. that I know are not good for me, but then like. Once I found his ex pregnant, I'm like, okay, I no, just I, don't want to. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing to like give it to me, and then you know, Opal's two years old, so like, I don't really care about that. Not that I don't <laughs> care about that, but like, she can process it. But I'm right. like, I don't really want to give like bang, like just all the trash that's in. And there's some things that I would eat that probably were not the healthiest stuff that I stopped eating. Uh, I and then you. I started taking like different vitamins and stuff too. So just like upping my dosage because I was still taking prenatals because I'm still breastfeeding Opal. But I went back to, like, the regular prenatal dosage because I was just taking, like, one dose. So it's supposed to be three doses a day. So now I take, like, uh-huh. the three doses. I went back onto like, my vitamin D. I do, like, two, two sprays of B12. Like, I've just been, like, upping everything. And I just recently was – I do, like, a B complex now, which is, like, all of the B vitamins because I realized I was, like, B deficient. <laughs> In all of us? I don't know. So, like – I got, like, this bald spot on my tongue, and I was like, that's super weird. Like, why is it here? And it, like, was getting bigger. And so, like, I Googled, like, what, what is this? Because <laughs> I'd never seen it before. And it was basically, like, one of two things. Like, one, it's nothing to do with anything. And it's just, like, it'll, it's maybe it's something you're eating, like, a sour, like, something sour or something like that. Or it could be that, like, you're lacking B, like, your essential B vitamins. Okay. And so, I was like, oh, that's weird. So, like, I'll just take a B vitamin and see if it goes away. So I started taking like a B complex, which is like, you know, B6, B12, B, what are the other Bs? I, I'm pretty sure there's B1 through 12. Okay. Yeah. So it's like all of them and it went away. So wow. I feel like I was B, <laughs> was was somehow like yeah. deficient in like B vitamin. Well, I was actually going to ask you because I, I thought I remember hearing before that there's like one, I think it's like niacin. I think it's B6. That's like particularly important for, for pregnancy. Is there any one particular vitamin that they say like you, you need to be on top of this one or? So, I mean, definitely need to be taking like your prenatal. Like they're going to tell you that. Is pregnant. that just kind of like a multivitamin? That has everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like your daily vitamin, but like double dose of a daily vitamin. And then typically you take it like two times a day. So it's like flooding your body with vitamins. Now you is want... that because of the second human Exactly. Yeah. So like you want like. I don't know the exact numbers, but say, like, you want, like, 50 milligrams of, like, calcium a day. So then you'd be taking, like, 100 milligrams. So, like, 50 is going to baby, 50 is going to mom. And then, obviously, you're peeing, like, you're excreting some, too, so. And it really works like that. So, like, it goes into your body and kind of, like, I'm I'm visioning two (laughs) tubes and, like, yeah. (laughs) One's, like, through the umbilical cord. It's, like, here you go. Here's your 50%. Baby sage holly. (laughs) Obviously, it's not, like, exactly like that. But enough so that the baby can absorb it. Because he probably doesn't need it or... How are, how are you afraid? Like, I don't want to call him, she, or an it, but, like, the baby. Okay. The, You're going to hate this, but it's a they. they right okay, okay. That's, like, okay. either baby You're or they. This. Like, that's all. Or, like, he, she, or, like, but I just say they. Okay. Um, I would imagine that they don't need as much as you do. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Okay. And, like, obviously, as they grow and grow and grow, and, like, when they're at a certain point where essentially, like, now they're just getting fat and ready to be born, they're taking, like, you know, the same amount of, like, nutrients or they're taking like more nutrients as they get bigger and bigger because certain body parts are like you know growing and like now their lungs are developed and like their stomach develops and different things like that so they need more nutrients as their body grows like you know then their nails develop and like they harden and so like that's part of like a certain vitamin too and they get like they start getting hair on their body and so like that's another vitamin that they need wow i actually never even thought about how much (laughs) 
grows <laughs> inside the womb before. That's amazing. It's literally like a full, it's so crazy. It's so funny, like when you think about it, but like legitimately like an entire, like you were like, in, your mom created your entire being, like every single, all of your teeth were already there. Right. Like for girls, like all of like her over, like the babies that I had, like all, like everything is in there. Like you, your mom created all of that It's shit. just like a machine like, at yes, work in like, there. That is so cool. Like everything that you need for life, your mom created That's all in her body. I gotta make sure and I like, thank my mom tomorrow. I know, it's like when I had Opal, and then, like, when I was pregnant with Opal and then when I had her and then just, like, even now, like, through the stages of, like, Opal growing, I'm just, like, I've had, like, so much more respect, excuse me, for my mom than, like, I had respect for her already in the first place. But I'm, like, yo, mom. You're the real MVP, <laughs> yeah, like, though. Like, like, like that's like, why it's, like, like, it's so interesting to me that, like, it's, like, I feel like, and I could be wrong here, but some women are almost kind of, like, embarrassed they were stay-at-home moms. And they're just, like, that is, like, that takes, like, courage to stay home with, like, like yeah. In my case, like, I think it's the same for you. Three, like, yeah. three little bastard children Dude, just know. running around. I know. And, like, I said that all the time to my mom. Because, like, I think, especially, like, you know, the time that, like, our parents probably grew, Or, like, when my mom was a stay-at-home mom, it was not as common. Versus, like, nowadays, I think it's much more common where there are, like, stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads, Yes, yeah, that's a thing these days, too. Um, but, like, I think, like, she probably got shit on a lot because, like, other people had careers and stuff like that. But, like, honestly, I'm, like... I never want, I tell my mom all the time, like, I do not want to be a stay-at-home mom. It's not in me at all. Like, I don't have it in me. It's a 24-hour, all-day-long, like, you don't get a break. Like, your kids are there all the time. Like, it's just, like, day, like, at work, you go to work, whatever. Like, parents who work, that's kind of a break from your kids. Like, even though you're going to work, it's, like, a low-key break from your kids. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. You don't have to, like be thinking about another human being at that point you're just being like okay what's my responsibility i do this i do that you're working with fucking other adults you're not taking care of them like wiping their ass and like making sure they're not falling off the counter you know well, you like, never know <laughs> i mean maybe you are but right like, and then you switch your job no i'm just kidding i guess if you're like a cna or a nurse or something. right okay but <laughs> but yeah a stay-at-home mom like and then you have to be like so creative you have to think of things to entertain them all day right you're not just sitting around watching like movies and stuff like no my mom was like the best like she always did things with us i'm telling she's writing like a book right now like for us not like okay. a book in general but a book for like the kids for me my sister and brother that she's gonna give to us she might actually be done but it's like basically like activities and things that she did with us from like zero to like i don't know how old she went up but like like go to the park and do that or like whatever you know like things that she did with us daily so it's like ideas that we can do oh like, that's cool because you guys can like reference if you're like running out of ideas exactly like, oh, yeah because yeah. like, uh, your sister's also pregnant right now yeah so, right? she's that's due a, that's pretty cool on tuesday oh nice good for her she probably won't go tuesday but she's due tuesday okay that's so interesting it's like it's pretty cool you guys have to experience it like, somewhat together, together. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so do you have an I just like you telling me about like what's like the things that are growing inside of you right now. Well, I, I, it sounds so weird when I say it. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm like almost <laughs> demonizing your new, your soon to be child. But um, do you have any idea of like what grows first? Like when does the brain develop? Is that like later? Is that I guess it probably develops when we're actually growing up. But like up, your but. brain does develop very early on. Like I think the craziest part that people don't really understand is like. The baby, like, the baby has all of its essential organs by, like, first trimester, so... Really? So right now, Sage has all... All of its essential organs, like, all of their essential organs, and then essentially, like, what happens is, like, 
your like maybe like your nail beds grow in and your teeth start growing in and your lungs are developed but then at a certain point like your lungs can start like they start breathing because you no know, when baby like they're obviously in the placenta they're in the water so they breathe they're like a fish before they're born into oh, the world really? so no, I, I didn't know that okay yeah so like they're breathe they they're breathing like a fish would breathe underwater they're breathing underwater so like so their pills? lungs develop <laughs> baby and then like when they're born it like sheds it off, off. <laughs> coming through the birthing canal <laughs> babies who have c-section still have like be, scales on them oh, that'd be so funny i'm curious <laughs> Definitely. that's why like I, you probably don't know this either but if so women can do water birth where they birth like in a tub or something I like that i have heard about that but i never knew why and so basically like if the baby comes out underwater the baby can li- like it has, it's like very specific, like the water has to be a certain type of water and it has to be a certain temperature and all of this. Well, like pH? But like, yeah, it's like you can't just use like your sink water to fill a really? tub. Like it's a certain filter well, I guess your, your, your skin's absorbing it, so I guess that may play a role in something. I don't know what, but... I don't know. Like my sister's doing a, a home birth and she's doing a water birth. Right on. Good for and her. And so, yeah, which I'm super excited for her. And so um, there's like a lot of stuff she needed to like get to be able to do like the very specific tub that they, like, birth in, and then, like, you need to get, like, a hose that does something to the water when you're, like, filling the tub with the water, and then the the water needs to be... What temperature are we internally? Like, 98... No, 98.6, I think. So, 98.6 or, like, between 98.6 and, like, 101. Like, it needs to be, like, somewhere in there. Oh, okay. So, you have to, like, birth in really hot water. (laughs) Really? But... When the baby's born, if the baby comes out underwater, the babies can still breathe underwater. Like, sometimes they'll get, like, if you have, like, a birth photographer or something like that, they'll literally get pictures of the baby, like, chilling. Like, the baby will, like, be birthed underwater, and the baby's, like, still under there. Because the baby has, like, yeah, just, like, hello, world, like, up here. Like, but because the baby isn't brought up yet, so the baby can technically still, like, like, is, like, literally under the water breathing water. That is so interesting. (laughs) So and then they, they bring it... it up, and then that's why, like, and like women know this, and anybody who's been in like a birthing room, but like they take like a thing, kind of like suck like the nose because there's there's typically like fluids in the nose and then like in the throat, like they have like that gurgly before you hear them cry because they still have the fluids in them. Okay, I mean, I think I've seen that in like movies and stuff. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I used to watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, yeah, time, to be honest yeah. With so you. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I didn't, I didn't, I honestly didn't know that, that most of our organs are formed within the first trimester. Isn't it that most women don't even find out until they're like in the second trimester? <laughs> no, no, no. Second, you, well, maybe. If it, if it, I guess if it's not, be, if it's not planned, it, that might be the case. So typically, I mean, you're, you're three months pregnant by the end of your uh, first I guess, trimester. Okay, so, so you I guess you would know. Unless like your period's super irregular and like you have no symptoms or something like that. And like typically you don't get your period, but I feel like. Even with Opal, like, my period was really irregular, but, like, you just start getting, like, your boobs start growing, or, like, you're crampy, or you start breaking out, even though, like, you've never had acne. Like, things, like, like weird things that you're like, why am I, why do I feel this way, you know? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm probably pregnant. Okay. So, uh, so <laughs> Especially if you've been having unprotected sex, like, you're not an idiot. Like, one of the probably, like, second, third things that pop into your mind is, like, I should probably take a pregnancy test. Right, like, <laughs> right. And I have to imagine most females have a handle on when they're period, typically, yeah. and stuff like that. Okay, that makes sense. So you should know. But, like, not to get into the abortion topic, but, like, that was something that even this time around, I guess I was, like, totally, like, holy crap, the whole baby is basically, like, created very early on, and they, like... Wow. And, like, abortions go I... up to, like, a certain... 
typically, so there are some places where you can do a full-term abortion. Like, I think New York is one of those places. Yeah. Like, there are certain places where you can do full-term abortion, but it's something, like, up to, like, 16. Like, it's, like, some, like, amount of time where, like, when I, when I was that, I was like, oh, wow, like, it's a full baby at this point. Like, that's pretty I mean, crazy because we're not, even with Opal, like, I didn't even, like, think about it. But then I feel like because this was, like, a hot topic during, like, things that are happening, like, last, last year, year that were so happening last year. Driven, yeah. yeah. That, like, I never really, like, not that I didn't care about abortions. Like, I have no friends who have gotten abortions and stuff like that. I never just, like, looked more into depth into, like, what that actually was or what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, this time around, I was like, holy crap, like... That's pretty crazy. We're not taught that, like, the whole baby's developed, and we're just like, okay, like, it's just like, do you want us to get rid of your cells? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, just, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you man, know? But it's like, no, literally, the baby's heart is in there already. The baby's, like, lungs are there. Right. The baby's brain is already there. Like, it makes every- sense why people argue for it being, like, an actual life. Yeah. That makes so much sense now. So wow. it's like, it's not really just cells anymore. Like, it's... It's a real human. It will look like, yeah. Yeah. It will, like... It will look like a little alien, but it will look like a human. <laughs> right. Damn, that's crazy. I'm not trying to go down that. No, no, it's that a, we don't area, have to, but, but like it's just like making me it's making me think about it now. Yeah. It's like that really is insane. Like there like that that really is a human life in there. I mean, that's I just I don't have an opinion on it necessarily, yeah. but that's that's interesting. Okay, so now I guess a hard pivot. Okay. Um so when you because I know we briefly talked about it in the last uh, the last podcast episode about how like you you literally weight train until the day before you gave birth, which I think yes. is extremely badass. <laughs> so now that you're, you're, you said 18 or 19 weeks yeah. long? So yeah. what, what's that? It's like almost four or five months? Yeah. Okay. So this far along, how, how, how does your training change? Do you, do you do, you still do the same resistance training? Do you like take it easy? Certain exercises? Do you do cardio at all? Or I, I know do you so, take, I you do like some, ca- I do some cardio, but, um, I haven't really added, like, any more cardio in than I normally would. And so far, I've still been doing, like, everything that I've been doing, like, even before I was pregnant. I think, like, the only time that that's going to start to change is obviously, like, when I have, like, an actual... Like, I mean, I have, like, a little belly right now, but when it's, like, a solid and I can't, like, lay flat on the bench or something and I can't, like, do, like, push my stomach against the bench... Or do, like, a squat because stage is just getting in the way. Yeah, or, like... Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I used to do the squats on, like, this, what is it, Smith machine? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the one that's, like, yeah. So then you could kind of move your legs further away so you have more space for the belly, but I obviously don't have a Smith machine at my house, so I'll probably have to stop doing, like, back-weighted squats at some point. But so certain things, like, once your belly gets bigger, it's just, like, uncomfortable for you to do them, but you can kind of, like, do things with dumbbells or, you know, like, I'm thinking of, like, right now the program I'm doing has, like, laying down um, leg curls. And I'm like, yeah, I won't, at some point I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so there's things like that. But right now at this stage, I can still do everything and I still do. I haven't really like taken it easy. Okay. Um, do you have to be careful like doing certain, because I know, uh, and I don't know if it's just a, a, it's people who aren't really active versus people who are. But do you have to be careful with certain exercises? Because it seems like women typically deal with back pain when they're pregnant. I mean, it makes sense. You have a, another human growing yeah, in front of you. It's like all like that weight right yeah, in front of you. Yeah, so it's just like, pulling you down. Exactly, Gravity doesn't exactly. help. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm sure that if there are women who like are suffering with back problems and like, I think I was telling you this before, like about the pelvic floor, like there are some women who have like a lot of issues with like the actual like pelvis. 
And so there are certain exercises they can't do because it's just like excruciating. Right. Do you mind explaining that again to me? Like, so other people can hear it if they're as interested as I am. <laughs> so it's just like the way, like, are you talking about the muscles that I was yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, like how you're, like, you're saying like your, your pelvic floor muscles or something like that expand? Yeah. So I wish I should have looked it up before we talked about <laughs> this. There's a muscle that like comes from essentially like whatever, like your upper. Your spine, right here. probably. Yeah, it's, it probably is from your spine. You're right. All the way down through your, like, your hip flexors and into, like, your pelvis. And it's, like, usually, like, a, it's usually a muscle that's, like, contract, like, whatever, contracted or tight. But when you get pregnant, it, like, releases because it's not, it knows it's getting ready to, like, hold more weight. Which is why a lot of times people have these, like, pain before they're even, like, super pregnant. But they get, like, hip pain and like certain pain because it's almost like it like got wiggly all of a sudden like it was like tight yeah. and now it's like oh like my right. like <laughs> these like muscles are like loose and it's like you don't need them to be loose yet because you don't have like this 20 pound baby just like laying there on you but that also affects like some women as as they get like more into pregnancy and there's like actual pelvic like it happened to my friend and I don't exactly know what it is but it's, it's like, like pelvic floor dysfunction or something yeah like it's that? like Something with her pelvic floor, essentially, like, the way that her plus, the way that, like, the baby is, like, resting on it, it's, like, extreme pressure against it, and, like, the muscles are, like, being strained or something like that to support it, because it's, like, whatever the way that the baby is sitting on her, you know? Right. Which, like, puts them in a lot of, puts, like, the mom in a lot of pain, and so there are certain exercises that they can do to try to like stretch it out and work it out and also like move the baby around, you know, like trying to like switch. Oh, so the they can position. move the b- baby around to to, to try to yeah, yeah, like move the baby into like a different position or even like some midwives and like doctors can do certain like manipulate your belly to try to like move the placenta so it's like a little bit like less on your pelvic floor. But wow. So like it can hypothetically if you had, if you had a midwife, can they just like feel your belly and kind of have an idea of how Sage would be sitting in, inside of oh, your yeah, belly. Oh, yeah, they oh, do. Oh, yeah, actually, I should say that you guys are already decided on the name that it's going to be yes, Sage. Sage, yes. So I, I keep saying it. I know <laughs> like, who's Sage? It. Yeah. Who the fuck is Sage? <laughs> I don't know who this person is, but yeah, so Sage is the baby's name. And yes, your midwife, and I'm like 99% sure like a normal like OB would do it too. Um, but for example, if a woman, go, like say she's like 38, 39 weeks pregnant and the baby is breached, which means like the baby's he- head isn't down yet, the doctor will try to like manipulate the stomach. Like, so they'll be like pressing on your stomach in a certain Jiggling way st- to move the baby on the inside to try to flip the baby because you want the baby to be head down. That's like the is that, is that head first then? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, head down would be like baby comes head first. Breached as baby come feet first, which is like, you can birth it. You can like have a vaginal birth with baby feet first. It's just like a little bit more complicated and a little bit more like dangerous, they would say. So whatever, you can still do it, but they're gonna try to like manipulate the shit out of your stomach. Apparently, it's wicked painful. I like, could, I could imagine flipping the baby is extremely painful oh. for the mom. But and sometimes babies they'll flip the baby and then like the mom will come back and the baby just flipped right back. Really, <laughs> it's like a little asshole baby. Like that's what. You know, they do whatever they want. Like, they're totally on their own terms. Like, it's nothing to do with, like, the mom or anything. Like, baby, like, at that point when they're going to be birthed, like, that's what I'm saying. My sister's due date is, like, Tuesday. But I'm like, 
Yeah, Luna's not going to... She's going to come when she's ready. And she's right. going to do it, like, in her own style. Like, you don't get to pick the time. You don't get to pick how it happens. Like, she wants to do a home birth. But, like, are you really going to do a home birth? Like, anything could happen. You know You'll what I mean? Know so, when you yeah, know. exactly. I'm like, she's going to, like, create her own plan. Like... <laughs> wow, that's insane. Like, so, is... What is the... Um, what... Why is it... I'm trying to think of the right word. Prefer that the baby come out head first. Just to, to be able to breathe? So... Or is it something to do with the umbilical cord or something? No, I don't think I know what that is. <laughs> yes. I know what a placenta and umbilical cord. <laughs> I actually didn't know what a placenta was. So I literally <laughs> had no idea, but like this is just so fascinating to me. <laughs> All right. Well, you're good with the umbilical cord. Yeah. It's like that becomes your belly button. And there you go. Um, so I think the reason why is because like when the baby's coming down like the vaginal canal, if they're head first, then they... They, like, basically, so, like, you birth their head, right? And then they, like, slip right out, kind of. Like, once you get past their heads out, and then once you get uh, past the shoulders, they literally slide out. Like, you're not, That like, makes sense. Versus, like, their feet, it's... They could get stuck. Like, their shoulders, like, you're pushing them out. Their feet are hanging there. Like, they could... Their shoulders could get stuck, because that's a harder push you have to do to get the baby out shoulders. And then, like, the head could then get stuck. If Ooh. the shoulders come out and the head's, like, stuck. So, that's why they say, like, there's a lot of... Um, like, it's a little bit more dangerous. And honestly, some doctors won't even let mom, some moms, like, try vaginally with a breached baby. If you have a good doctor, Oh, and they, they, can, they can tell before you go into labor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And okay. typically, they think your baby is breached. Like, like I said, they're going to they're gonna try to do, like, everything they can to flip the baby. But, like, so, they may just, like, convince a mom. Which, if there's any moms out there with a breached baby, you can 100% birth a breached baby vaginally. Like, that is 100% possible. But it's just a little bit more complicated, but you can do it. But doctors will try to, like, talk the mom into being like, let's just schedule you for a C-section. Okay. Because it's safer. It's safer. What exactly is a C-section? Where they, like, cut the baby out. Oh, and then, so they, they, they open so, your, yeah, your like stomach they'll cut. Up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which is, it, it, it does happen to a lot of women. It's, if it's not an emergency C-section, I think, like, it's probably a better experience. But, like, you know, some women get, like, rushed in and then, like, they're put on. Like, some women are, like, honestly, like, put under so they don't even get to see the baby right when the baby's, like, born. And then they're, like, yeah, it's a lot. So <laughs> I personally wouldn't want that. Like, and I'm sure no mom wants, like, a C-section. That's not, like, ideal. But at the end of the day, if the baby's healthy, it doesn't really matter how the fuck they right, go into the world. Like, important mom's thing. healthy, baby's healthy. That's good. For sure, absolutely. That that makes a lot of sense, and the the, the fact that the the coming out head first with the shoulders it makes sense too because it's probably where they're the widest. Yeah, it's like you like their heads there thickest. Yeah, exactly. And I think it also it's like there's other things about it. I'm not exactly like sure, but there are other things about it that make it like more dangerous for a baby to be breached. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so you, we talked last too, you said that like you didn't have a hard time pushing at all because of all like the ab training and stuff like that you did. Do, do your doctors or, I don't know if you see like an OB, uh, for this in particular, do they give you guys like extra, like, and by you guys, I mean like women, women who are pregnant. Women in general, yeah. Um, do you, do they give you, um, exercises to work on? Like, or maybe things to avoid, things like that? Or you just, you did your own thing to begin with? So I think. I mean, they just tell you to exercise. <laughs> so they're <laughs> not specific they, about what They're it is. not specific at all, but they tell you, like, because... So they'll typically ask you, like, what's your what's your routine? And because I already weight train, like, they're okay with me weight training. But they would typically say, like, don't weight train to... A, like, they would tell a mom that if a mom never weight trained before, they'd be like, now that you're pregnant, like, don't weight train. Because 
I don't know. Like, I think I was telling this. I'm like, they literally tell people, like, don't lift over 25 pounds. Like, and I'm like, 25, yeah, like, my daughter weighs more than 25 pounds. I'm not supposed to pick up my toddler. Like, things like that. So, they're a little outdated in, like, the information that they give, I think. And I think if, like, more women did take care of themselves and not just, like, obviously going on a walk is great if that's, like, all you can do. And you're having, like, a complicated, like... extremely good for you. You know, like, walking's great for you. Absolutely. But, like, you should be trying to... Like, your body... Like, birthing a baby is, like, literally every muscle in your body. I think it's, like, swimming. Like, you know swimming's, like, every muscle in your body? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's how birthing a baby is. It's, like, you're using every muscle in your body. So, like, if you're not physically fit, it's going to be a lot harder for you to birth that baby. Like, and especially if you want to do it naturally. Like, it's one thing if, like, you get the epidural and then I guess, like, you kind of it's it's still a lot of work on your upper body but maybe like your legs not so much but oh, is it numb you like from the waist down type of yeah thing? okay so but like i had an epidural and i could still feel like my legs because you had a good mind muscle connection with your like, legs. that's what well I'm one saying. of my legs was like completely dead like totally dead but the other wow. leg i could feel totally but it's literally your whole body. It's your abs. It's your back. It's your butt. It's your thighs. Like you're pressing, strong you're pressing your birth. feet like against like, you know, if you're, and even like no matter where, I guess no matter where you are, like whether you're in a hospital and like you're in a typical position, which would be like legs up on sternups, like pushing or whatever. Or if like you're in a tub or kneeling on the bed, like whatever it is, and like you're using your arms, your shoulders, like literally everything. And so I think, like, if women got, like, physically fit and, and took care of themselves, not took care of themselves, but, like, maybe did do a little bit of weight training and did do a little bit of, like, endurance and, like, that type of stuff, then they'd be much more prepared. I mean, it makes, it makes so much <laughs> sense, though. Like, for one, like, you even saying the, the fact that you had a strong core and the, the pelvic floor and stuff like that. Because I know, like, our pelvic floor muscles are a part of our core muscles. Okay, yeah. I don't even so, know that. And the, yeah, not, so <laughs> there you, you go. You're Look. Something. I, I'm, not, I'm not the only person to learn something today. Score. <laughs> um, but I also heard you say something, like, when you said that it takes, like, all your muscles, I heard you say something about your butt, and it just got me excited. I'm like, yes. So another reason why everybody should train their damn <laughs> exactly. glutes more. You need it. Yes. It's all in your buns. And a lot of it it's also... All your buns. I think a lot of... Also, like, obviously, like, any type of working out, yoga, like, weightlifting, running, anything, you create, like, that mind-muscle connection, like you were just saying. You have that mind-muscle connection. So being able to, like, really tune in with, like, pushing through your stomach. And, like, like you know in movies when you see people, like, ah, like, screaming? I'm, like, absolutely. It, like, doesn't happen. Or maybe it does. But if you have the connection between your muscles, you're like in your brain, like telling yourself, like push in these areas, you know, like you're not using like, ah, like I feel like the women that like scream, it's because they don't have the connection between what muscles they need to be using. So they're just like using all their might, you know, rather than like, they're probably squeezing something and just using their arms. Whereas like you can like take that energy and like you're like, you are still using your whole body, but like your brain is like telling your your abdomen like push right like push and you want it to like all be like vaginally like you don't want to be pushing in your butt like i mean you're gonna be pushing your butt no matter what but like right. you don't want to be like pushing like shit out you want to be pushing like pee out like, you right. be, like pushing in like your stomach not in like the like your butt so i got you i think like obviously working out and doing different things like that it does like allow you to create that that connection between your muscles so then when you really need to use it like your brain is there telling whatever that specific muscle is like okay 
push, you know. That makes so much sense. Or like so brace or whatever. Yeah, I mean, especially because like um, you're... I think, if I'm not mistaken, your brain sends the signal down your spinal cord and then it shoots out to the muscle. So, like, if you know exactly which muscle you need to you're turn like, on, ex- you're like, do <laughs> go it. there. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, like, we need to go right there. Like, that's uh, where we need I to never direct our energy. <laughs> like, truly, if we never had this conversation, I would have never realized just how important it is to develop a mind muscle connection so you can give birth to a child. That is awesome. Like, that is so cool to me. Like, I don't think you understand, like, how much my mind <laughs> like, is blown right now. So in the beginning, we, we, we briefly talked about how you started cutting out, like, bang, I probably need to do that. Um, and, like, some of the other crap you were doing. Like, how much does your nutrition change? Do you Are you, like, super critical about the food you're putting in your body? Like, because obviously, like, you and I, we're already health conscious people. But, like, are you, like, extra critical when it comes to being pregnant? Oh, or? for sure. Like, I think I'm, like, much, like I was saying, like, there's just certain things where, like, you know, maybe I would have taken, like, two pre-workouts if I was, like, took it in the morning when I worked out and then I was tired. I would, like, take another hit of it, like, before I was pregnant. But I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that now. Like, yeah, another, just another bump of pre-workout. <laughs> 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 I don't do that. Like, now I try to, like, drink coffee or I just try to, like, drink more water because I'm like, I'm probably just dehydrated, Holly. Like, are you really tired? Um, do you really need but, that caffeine? Yeah, like, are you, like, really, do you really need it? So I've done, like, certain things like that where I'm just, like, being much more conscious about the decisions I make and, like, taking care of myself. As far as, like, eating differently and different things like that, I, so when I first went for, like, my first appointment, because I just, like, waited forever to go see my OB, I told them, like, I was still breastfeeding, and they were like, okay, well, now, like, your, your, your body is now, like, taking care of three beings, so, like, you're taking uh... care of yourself, you're taking care of the baby that's growing inside of you, and you're taking care of the baby that's on your boob. So you need to be eating like a shit ton more calories. You need to be drinking exactly. You need to be drinking much more like tons of water. I mean, they don't know how much water I drink. I already do drink a lot of water, but like, lot, lot. You need to be drinking a lot of water, and you need to be doing like, cal- it's like. Ha- so, I wish I could tell you an exact number of what how much calories you're supposed to be eating when you're pregnant. Supposed to be eating. I'm doing <laughs> right. in quotations. Um, so it's like. 12,000 calories plus another 600 calories to like account for opal breastfeeding and like your body using that energy because essentially what happens is like mom gets the last nutrients so it's going to go first to baby in the womb it's going to go next to boobs so to opal and then thirdly it's going to go to me so if like anybody's like lacking anything it's going to be my holly body oh wow (laughs) that is fascinating i'm not getting enough calcium or i'm not getting enough iron or magnesium or whatever it is because baby's taking what baby needs, huh. Opal's taking what Opal needs through the boob, and then there's none left for mom. And so they were like, told me you just got to be like, very like watching your diet very closely and like making sure you're eating a diverse diet, which I do anyways. Right. Um, and eating more calories because your body's burning like obviously producing a baby, your body's like going crazy inside, oh, right? Yeah, so you're I have to burning it's tons. Cool. Of, yeah, you're burning tons of calories, and like baby's also getting that nutrients, and then breastfeeding is also burning tons of calories like taking tons of nutrients is that draining on you like breastfeeding i mean like like physically i don't i do not know maybe it is but to me i don't like recognize a difference i feel like i've just been doing it for so long now that i'm like and opal actually has like weaned off a lot like okay. she used to be on the boob i'm sure you remember like the first time you came to visit us yeah on the boob it has all seemed like the she's, time yeah. like literally all the time and then like 
once I went to the, like Shane's been wanting me to, <laughs> to wean her. He's like, she's getting old. Like, and I would honestly breastfeed her forever. And she still does go on the boob, but like, he was like, we should probably like start weaning her. <laughs> like, and so we did. So I breastfeed like a lot less now, but, um, yeah, it's still like a lot that your body, it's something like 20%, like 20% of your body's energy is going to like breastfeeding. And then it's like, Something like 40% of your energy is going towards making baby. So, like, mom's left with, like, whatever that is. 40. Yeah, 40% of That's actual incredible. energy that, like, I'm using for, like, my own mental state and, like, my own physical being and stuff like that. Because it's all just, like... And you guys are growing a... a getting waste... Not wasted out, but it's all getting, like, used by other people. Wow. <laughs> and everything is doing a small seed right now. That's incredible. Like, I seriously, know, so I think it's a testimony to just how strong you are, but, like, how women are just growing so, a freaking yeah. human. Women are, like, super, like, res- like, I don't know if resilience is the right word to use, but they're just, like, fucking, they can do it. Like, it's like, I need to do this, and, like, nobody else is going to get it done unless I do it, so I just got to do it. But that's yeah. why I always, like, when I actually have Sage, I'm going to be like, yo, I'm going to just go into, like, a month or two. I already know myself, because this is what happened with Opal, where I'm just, like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> brain completely dead. brain dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, no energy, brain dead, <laughs> sleep deprived, like probably eating only small seed bars because I'm so tired, <laughs> which was fine. Convenience without the compromise. <laughs> I made Shane make like 12 trays last time and we literally had like containers of bars in the fridge and I'd just eat like 50 bars a day because I was just like <laughs> so tired and like didn't want to make lunch or whatever. I'd be like, two bars seems good. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, see, I, I think it just goes to show further how incredible the human body is Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, how incredible the human body is just that like it it knows to give the nutrients to the the children that you're one growing to feeding that's incredible and you know i um i don't know if you were just kind of like you wanted to do things naturally and that's why you decided to breastfeed but um i remember when i did a, a podcast episode on the gut microbiome they were i read the research i read said that there's a specific um sugar i think sugar molecule that is like vital for children to develop a uh, an, a healthy gut microbiome. Did you know about that? That comes from the mother's com- milk. Yeah, that comes from the mother's brother. The, I was gonna say brothers. <laughs> the mother's <laughs> breast, breast milk. milk. Yeah. I didn't know that, but there are a there's a lot of studies and a lot of information, a lot more that like only continue to come out about like how much better breast milk is for a baby and like it makes sense if you really think about it it's so sad because it's not talked about but a lot of women have a re- like there's a very small percentage of women who don't want to breastfeed and they could and they don't want to there's a very large percentage of women who really want to breastfeed and they can't and then there's like all this pressure from society that's like breastfeeding better you're gonna give your baby formula like formula oh like formula is so bad and the sad th- the more fucked up part is, is it is fucking bad like make good formula like with yeah, some women's in those like I and mean, like how much like sugar. yeah and and like the preservatives and like other trash that they add in there like why is that in there like why does a infant a new fucking born they don't need those things right like, give them only what they need. Stop adding the preservatives. Stop adding the sugar. Stop adding the fucking, like, the genetically modified, like, lab-made, all of this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, it's sad when a lot of women, like, so it could just be, like, literally the mom can't. Sometimes moms are so stressed when they're first-time moms that, like... Their body can't cort- produce it. The cortisol levels actually, like, suppress oh, breast okay. milk from coming in. 
And so, and then like, you know, you're a new mom, say you're trying to like, your baby won't latch or whatever, or maybe like you're trying to pump and you're literally getting like one ounce and then that's stressing you out. So you're just making it worse by like stress on top of stress. And then like, there's like tons of like women, a lot of women have like problems breastfeeding, whether it's like literally because the baby won't latch, which means like the baby won't take the nipple either. Like they could have a tongue tie or a lip tie, which means like the way that they like latch to the breast is like uncomfortable for the baby. So thank the you baby for clarifying because just... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like a tongue tie is that thing like under oh, your tongue. Underneath. Okay. It's too close to the the front of your teeth, so your tongue doesn't like lift up. So a baby like curls their tongue around the nipple like like that like like to suck it in right so if your tongue can't like fully come out that's a tongue tie which means the baby has a really hard time latching onto the nipple so there's like they're getting air okay in there which gives them like gas bubbles and the, the baby gets really fuzzy and uncomfortable and and then like some people some kids have a a lip tie which is extremely painful for mom and like basically like the full lips won't go completely around the nipple okay so it'd be like this it'd be like this like the <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say like yeah no, the I, top I, lip won't the curls yes the top lip won't completely like go over it so it's like tucked in so it's like sucking in an extremely painful okay, way versus like this it's like sucking like that and it's like really painful for the mom anyways and so if the baby doesn't latch at the beginning, it becomes, like, really hard for the mom to produce breast milk because, basically, breast milk is on demand. So, you, like, are, right? Like, you're producing only... The first six weeks are extremely vital for the uh, Your body's, the rest. Like legit, like a machine. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cool. You're, you're, the first six weeks of the baby's life are extremely vital for, like, the breast milk for the rest of time, right? So, like, they say don't give a bottle during those first six weeks. Like it should just all be mom because mom because mom wants to produce as much as baby's going to need, and then your body bounces out. Your body will produce exactly what, what your baby, baby needs. You don't exactly. even have to do anything. No, you don't have to wow, do anything. Like it knows. Like okay, you just you just birth the baby. The baby eats every two hours. The baby eats two ounces every two hours. Whatever it is, your body starts like calculating this over the first six weeks. Oh, that's amazing. And it's like okay, that means every day I need to produce at least like whatever 22 ounces of breast milk a day and then it bounces it's kind of starts bouncing itself out which is why like when a baby turns like four or six months old whenever they start eating solid foods your breast milk will bounce out again because your baby's eating like drinking a little bit less breast milk and then like it kind of continues to like bounce out through time but the first six weeks are extremely important so if moms have a hard time with baby latching or the mom's stressed out in those first six weeks and they don't produce what they need to the rest of the time, it's like you don't really have like nothing. Like it sucks. Like your body can't. Your body yeah, won't your body like won't produce it. Yeah, mm. your body won't produce it, and then you're basically stuck with trash formula. <laughs> wow, that's that. That really does suck. Is there anything that they like any nutrients they say specifically, or that you know specifically that help with the production of breast milk, or or that like need to be that actually go through it? Does that make if that makes sense? Like that you're that that the baby would absorb from it. Wait, can you say that again? Sorry. So okay, so you um, you said something about that the cortisol levels are so high that they mm -hmm. can't like produce breast milk, and I was thinking when I was doing research for vitamin D, it, it actually plays a role in the production of serotonin, okay. like the the feel good hormone or whatever. So I'm just kind of like wondering if there, are there, are there that you know of are there specific vitamins that are vital for proper um, breast milk like production? Breast milk production. Hmm. I don't. I don't know if there's specific, like, vitamins necessarily. Maybe there are. I'm not sure if there are. I'm sure there are. 
And I'm sure I would have know I would know and be able to tell you if I had a problem producing breast milk. Right. But I do know there are certain foods you can eat, like like yeast is like a really good food to be able to so like, like nooch or yeah any kind so of yeast. any kind of yeast like brewers yeast. That's why like they tell like some moms like drink a beer because there's yeast mm. in beer. Um, True. Like yeah, like bread like bread you make with yeast like literally any type of yeast is really good for breast milk production. Flax is really good for breast milk production. Oats is go really buy small seed bars. Oats is really good for breast milk production. Um, so there's like certain foods. I think they say like salmon and. Is it omega th- for omega threes? It might be omega threes, and then there's no like reason to go buy small sea bars. There's flax. I know. There's another one too that they say is like really good, but I know like flax, oatmeal, and um, yeast are like the top three that help produce breast milk. So like, if a mom's just not producing enough, they'll tell a mom like get on like this like basically like breast milk diet where like you're adding certain things. So like maybe you're adding like brewer like you're adding brewer's yeast or you're adding like whatever you're drinking a beer every second like a little bit of a beer every night or something like that to help boost the production wow that is so fascinating but i don't know if there's an exact like vitamin necessarily that you could take i'm not sure Hmm. with that i'm curious now i'll probably i honestly will probably look into it after this but it it actually kind of makes sense though too because it it, like it, it makes sense why like the the quality of the food may actually matter a little bit more. And I know you and Shane are pretty um, big on that. Like you're not, it's not like calories can go, go somewhere as far as you guys are concerned. It's not necessarily about the, the, the quantity so much as the quality. quality and exactly. would you say that's even more important now? Oh, definitely. Because of the baby? I, yeah, definitely. I definitely think it's more important to like make sure that you're getting, I think that that's always important though. Like I'm like, I you should always care about the quality of your food. Like right. for sure. But especially when you're like, growing a baby inside of you and then especially when you're like their only source of food so when like the baby before the baby starts eating solids and like breast milk is the only thing the baby's getting you should still be caring about the quality of your food another thing i did for like i don't know if this necessarily like had anything to do with like because i just produced like a, uh, i produced like so much milk like i gave my milk away to like other moms because oh, i wow. just had so much milk okay <laughs> um but i dehydrated my placenta encapsulated my placenta and ate my placenta basically and that allowed you to produce more milk is that's like one of the yeah that's like one of the benefits of doing that is that it helps increase milk production see and that's that's amazing right there again another reason why the human body is so cool is like you were able to take something that came out from birth yes and consume it so the, the so placenta is the like nutri like the most nutritious like that's where all your nutrients are going to for baby like that's what the the plant the placenta is what the umbilical cord is attached to so you know baby gets nutrients through the umbilical cord right okay. so it's literally like this meat like of pe- like the most nutrient dense piece of meat in your body <laughs> wow and a lot of people just like don't know or maybe they think it's gross or something so they just like toss it be right the ladder, yeah yeah but what you can do. Is you can have somebody like a doula or a midwife or a specialist who will take it, dehydrate it down, and then put it into pill form. Some people eat it in soup. I couldn't do that, but like, they'll like turn it into a broth. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's too much for me. But the pill is like whatever. You just pop a fucking pill and you take it. Like yeah, it's not well, that we're big of a deal. We're pretty good at that these days. <laughs> it also really helps with like the hormone imbalance like so obviously after you have a baby your hormones are all out of oh, whack I can only imagine. and so it helps like balance out your hormones wow. it helps with postpartum depression 
Um, it helps like give those nutrients back to baby. So it's just a really good like afterbirth that moms can do if they're like worried at all about like milk production or even like nutrients to the baby. Right. Wow, that is so fucking cool that that our our bodies do that. Well, not our bodies, because my body isn't doing that anytime soon, but the female body. body, Yeah, Yeah, that is so cool that like it can help you kind of get back to where you were to some degree. I gotta imagine you'll never be the same, but wow, that is really cool. Yeah, so. Oh, man. This is gonna blow my mind the rest of the night now. You're like, I could eat a placenta? Maybe I could bounce my crazy ass hormones. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so another thing that I think you guys briefly talked about on your podcast before um, is how you guys incorporate Opal into your workouts so they can, so that she and I guess Sage going forward can see how important it is to and and why you guys you know exercise regularly and and, and eat nutrition nutritionally dense foods and stuff like that. So um, how do you, how do you guys do that? Like how do you go about it? Like maybe instilling that in them or showing them. Yeah, I was going to say it's more the latter. It's more just like we're live like that's our life, right? Like we just live that way. She sees from us doing it. So just like with food that we eat, like we're eating broccoli, she eats broccoli. We're eating beans, she eats beans. There's nothing, there's like, that's just what mom and dad do. Like mom and dad work out. And every morning mom and dad go out to the garage and they work out. That's what they do. And so I think it's just like we let her be part of it. So if she wants to come out in the garage while we're working out, we let her come out. We She had her, like, her own little weight set. I think it's the cutest she, thing in the world. I know. It's the best. She, like, loves going and, like, I think she's fascinated by it, too, because she's maybe, like, grown up and been around and she's like, what's dad doing? Like, why is he making all these sounds when he's, like, lifting these weights? Like, what's that weight? And she'll try to go over and, like, move it. Like, especially when she was little. Even now, she still tries to, like, help him and stuff. That's awesome. But, like, sh- I think it's just she sees us and, like, we're passionate about it. And the way I'm sure it's like our energy too, when we're working out, the kids are so like in tune that they feel that like intensity and the energy. And so like, think about when you're working out, you get into like this, like meditative state almost. So you're probably like radiating if you think about it. And kids are like attracted to that radiate that, like those colors around you. They're attracted to that. They're like, "Hmm, why do you seem like you're in a really good mood? Like what's going on with you? What are you doing? And then they connect that with, working out because that's what you're doing and opal you tend to tend to like almost sense that with you guys i think so yeah i think so we always let her be around us and then like you know when shane was really busy at the kitchen too sometimes like i would just bring her in the garage put put her out there with like some blocks and stuff in case she would mostly just watch me lift (laughs) (laughs) but like and yeah i would just work out around her or like have her be part of it like okay we'll do so we're gonna do like squats or you're gonna walk on the treadmill with me and I would like pick her up and we would like walk or I'd put on like one <laughs> on like 0.011 or whatever. So I she could you. be like walking really yeah, slow. Yeah, I think, I think Shane had her on their, his Instagram story the other day. Like just like her in yeah. between his Yeah, legs yeah. So we'll do that sometimes. Like because she wants to like come out. She's like, oh, mom, dad are doing cardio. She's like, I want to get on there. And she just wants to walk. Like she just likes to do that sometimes during the day. She's like, turn it on. She's like, I'm going backwards. Now I'm going sideways. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's just like being around it she's automatically going to know, like, that's something we do. That's and, just part of our And you guys are constantly life. doing active things with her. Like, I mean, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you asked her she wanted to go for a walk earlier, right? Or she, oh, yeah. she even told you, yes. maybe. Is she usually one who uh, initiates, like, going for walks? She'll say, like, walks, take or... Sunny on a walk. Yeah, like, she'll be like, take Sunny on a walk. Or, 
like go to the park like she wants to do things she loves walking around our neighborhood she would let us stay out there like all freaking day if we let her that's so cool <laughs> That, 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 I think that's awesome that at such a young age she wants to go out and move around and stuff like that and not just sit around all day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you think about when we were kids, too. Like, we didn't really want to be, like, cooped up inside, no, right? Like, I was always outside. Little kids don't really want to be cooped up inside. They end up falling into that pattern because, like, that's what they're taught. Or, like, because they're maybe, like, denied to go outside so many times. Like, a little, na- a little kid would naturally want to go play outside. But, like, these kids who are, like, really obsessed with, like, playstation or something like that that's because there's probably times where like let's go play outside and the parents like i'm busy why don't you go like do something yeah like why don't you go like entertain your go play outside by yourself and like well i'm bored outside by myself or whatever maybe that's how they felt some kids are like that so they pick up playstation and then they play playstation and then like that just becomes their automatic response to like oh i want to play what am i going to do i want to play playstation that That was not the case for like us and especially you didn't like have I don't even know when, like, Nintendo and all that came out, but I feel like that wasn't around I when we were really little. it was the late really 90s, little. to be honest. Oh, okay, so maybe it was around. Yeah, but I, I know my family didn't get one until, like, the early 2000s or something. Yeah, so. my family didn't have one until my brother was, like, in eight or nine. Yeah, so we weren't really exposed older, to it yeah. much until we were a little bit older. So that definitely makes sense. But that's, that's I mean, like, I just, like, even watching young kids, like, if you watch a young child at such a young age, and you guys get to see it every day, they can just hit an acid grass squat, no problem. It's like our body at one point could <laughs> do so that. so flexible. Yeah. We were just so mobile and flexible. Yeah, it's I what know. happens. You sit down all day, people. <laughs> I know. We always like joke about that too with her because we'll be doing like the craziest shit and getting into the weirdest positions, and we're just like, "Wow, I really wish I could still like I would literally be dead on the ground, like broken in half if right? I tried to do that." I like, know. I'm so jealous. I really. And am. it's like perfect form too. Right. It's, like feet forward. Right. All the way down. All the way up. We are naturally good at doing these things. I swear, people. I swear we're naturally good at doing these things. So, like, as... Do you guys... Have have you guys run into any troubles as, like, vegan parents? Like, you know, with the the supplementing or, you know, getting the right nutrients? Were there any other... Any concerns of that effect? Are there any things in particular you have to look out for as a vegan parent? Mm, I don't think so. Like, we make sure that she's just like us, where she's, like, getting a well-rounded diet and, like, she's eating different vegetables and eating different fruit and, like... There's always protein in, like, her meat. Like, you know, whether she's getting beans or quinoa or whatever it is, like, she's always also getting a protein with what she eats. Um, recently, she went to the... This doesn't have anything to do with being vegan, but I'm curious if maybe it did have something to do with it. She went to the dentist, and, like, her teeth... Like, she has, like, weak enamel on her teeth. And one of the things is, like, uh, magnesium, calcium... And, like, something else. Like calcium is, like, what grows our bones, right? It's a part of it, yeah. Right? I mean, it, That's why they say, like, that drink milk vitamin D for strong or bones. Hand hand. I yeah, just did a fact. podcast episode on <laughs> yeah. that, funny enough. So, it's, like, certain things like that, which I just got a supplement. She eats stuff that has it in it anyways. Like, I'm, I don't think that that has anything to do oh, with she, it. But she might have had low magnesium and calcium. Yeah, I'm, like, curious if, like, maybe, like, she had low calcium or something. Hmm. We don't ever get, like, her blood tested to see, like, how her levels are or anything. But, like, right. she's perfectly healthy. But I did just get, like, that as a supplement. Um, and then she takes, like, a vitamin D supplement. She takes B12. And then she has, like, a daily vitamin D. I was just going to ask that. Do you, I mean, do you still have the supplement with her even if she's breastfeeding? Because she, I guess she would theoretically get it from you? Or? So when she was solely breastfeeding from me, like, I just started giving her supplements maybe when she turned. Did she take them when she was one? I don't know. I feel like literally when she turned two. 
who just started giving herself a mince. Or maybe young, maybe a little younger. But yeah, there's like certain things where like if mom's taking like enough of it and she's drinking enough breast milk, she's getting like fully loaded. Like I don't need to supplement her also. When she was an infant, I didn't supplement her with anything. When she started eating like more food and stopped breastfeeding as much, then we started like supplementing her. Vitamin D is one of those ones though that like you need to be outside for so long and naked, <laughs> to actually basically. absorb vitamin right. D. Yeah, right. if you just did a whole thing on it, then like you know. So that's something like all of us should take anyways. And B12, we live in such like a sterile society that like we're not eating dirt anymore. We're not drinking dirty, like we're not drinking river water anymore. Right. Like, we're not getting it used like, to be in the soil, right? Yeah. So we're not getting like those things anymore that we would be. So like literally any person, even if you're not vegan should be supplementing that too right so i mean like when it comes to because like it seems like i've heard other i've heard vegan influencers talk about how they've gotten shit for being parents and like almost like child oh like forcing your kid to be a vegan like that but it's nobody's really like ever nobody's ever said i think people questioned me more when i was pregnant with her and was like oh like are you sure you're getting like the proper nutrients to like be able to like grow this baby healthy blah 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 and then was like well what if she's uh allergic to every vegetable and you have to give her meat like right. you know people with dumbass scenarios like all right well i'm not gonna fucking kill my kid like, if, if you're on the island thing <laughs> yeah exactly like all right if my kid's like dead ass allergic to everything and for some reason the only thing they're not allergic to is like eggs like yes i'll give them eggs like for them to survive like this is the dumbest question ever but right. like but people love to do that too like I know. well Strong arm you. Yeah. What if you can't produce breast milk and you have to use a uh, formula? I'm like, okay, well, there's soy formula. What if she's allergic to soy? I'm like, what if it, I'm not going to kill my child to try to fucking make a point, like, because this is, like, my ethical beliefs. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, so, like, yeah, I've, thankfully, like, people do stuff like that, but they don't ever, like, I've never gotten, like, shit from people saying that. I'm sure as she gets older, like, other people may have opinions of her lifestyle, but by that time, I hope she's just, like, part of her identity you know where okay. she can like defend her own and be like yeah no i'm not like you guys <laughs> i'm sure it will be she already seems yeah. like she's gonna be a badass oh, yeah. uh, well i think that's all i have to ask you about all this and i am to- this was so fucking interesting to me i'm so glad <laughs> we did this like it's definitely a little bit different than where i would have gone but like to me it's just like understanding how in like insanely incredible the human body is is amazing to me and how resilient it is and like that's that's exactly why i want to have you want to talk about this stuff more so um where can people find you if they want to talk to you more if there's maybe a potential uh future mother out there father whatever and they have questions where can they find you uh, well i hang out most on uh instagram which is holly.mckinnon okay and then yeah that's really all i'm at uh, <laughs> and, really and you're, always, you're always posting you're the one always Behind oh yeah, small I'm also seed. on Small Seed. Yeah, if you message Small Seed, you're talking to me. So Small Seed Bar also on Instagram and on Facebook. And, yeah, so you guys use Facebook too. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll link it all in the show notes if yeah, you yeah. want to find you. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll link your website for the cookbook because it's a bomb oh, cookbook. Yeah, good for kids too and good for pregnant people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on, Holly. Thanks for having me. Push myself to my limits. I'm in it to win it. Forget the beginning. It's now that you're living. Don't be forgiven. Don't fear what you're missing. A mind like a killer. You need to be driven.